0: The cell prepares for meiosis, just as it does for mitosis. But, as the DNA condenses, each chromosome finds its homologous counterpart. The two homologues trade genes in a process called crossing over. This forms new hybrid chromosomes. Finally, spindle fibers pull the homologues apart. This leaves the sister chromatids intact. With twice the amount of genetic information the cells will need, Nature must cut the genetic deck in two.
1: My name is DJ Bongo Boy. My name is MC Zaconium. Welcome to this edition of Project Moonbase entitled... Cells in Action! Hmm, you may be led to think this is a show about biology. No, you'd be wrong.
2: Prison!
1: <laughs> or oh, prison. No, it's uh, one of our occasional shows that we don't. We dispense completely with the theme because we've just had so much good new stuff coming into the archive, we have to uh, deal with it. So it's a show of new releases and reissues that have come our way in recent weeks and hopefully will delight your many senses. In uh, amongst the, the new music and the mu- old music that sounds new and the new music that sounds old, we do have MC Zirconium and his Unnecessary News. That's right, this week, Sorry, the Machine is out of truth. <laughs> it's all lies from here on in. Total lies! <laughs> Uh, we are going to get underway with the belting tune.
3: This music is from a short film which we posted on projectmoonbase.com called Spy V Guy, which I heard about via the excellent show Film Riot, which is very good. A retired Russian spy hunts down dangerous technology after it falls into unsuspecting hands. And it has an excellent soundtrack on it by uh, Ben Wally. Yes, directed
1: by his brother Seth Wally. And it's ...packed full of lovely gadgets.
3: It's got a lot of gadgets in. Mm. It's a kind of... It it goes from the olden times... ...until modern times. It's (laughs) got everything in
1: it. Yes. A
3: Soviet-era technology... ...spies, pizza.
1: And uh, we're perhaps rather paradoxically... ...going to kick off the show... ...by playing the end titles... ...from this uh, short film... ...and they are called... ...The End Spitals... (laughs)
3: N. Spytalt from Ben Worley from the album Spy V. Guy, original music from the short film, which is a very good short film. And as you can you can tell, he has probably influenced a little bit by Mancini there. <laughs> as well as the short film, which you can see on com. if you go over there, he, there's also a making-of film where they go on about how they made all the uh, excellent Soviet gadgets, including pigeons
1: and... and other... wonderful re- remote control pigeon in the film, yeah. which is... <laughs> There's an
3: incredible amount of of, (laughs) of, of effects and uh,
1: (laughs) great gadgets in there.
3: But he he mentions that he's uh, very much influenced by Henry Mancini, which uh, nothing wrong with that. And you can uh, go over to Bandcamp benwarley.bandcamp.com and
1: get the whole album if you want for a mere eight dollars which is very reasonable um we'll give you more information about how to get music from the show and uh, more information about the show in a moment we're going to play another new release a brand new release just came out in the last few days and delighted to say that um the wonderful john brooks he of of course the advisory circle um for the last year or two has been running his own side project a label called cafe caput Uh, where he releases some of his other uh, more experimental music and adopts various pseudonyms to release music. And um, he started a new series, hopefully an extensive series, of his own uh, attempt at doing library music. Ooh. Which is a a welcome move. He sneaked into the library. He he has sneaked into the library. With a pseudonym under one (laughs) arm and a synthesizer under the other Um so volume one of this series called applied music has just come out um you can again you can get the digital album for £6.99 from bandcamp Cafekaput.bandcamp.com. and the first volume in the series is called science and nature and the i mean the idea of the series is that each album you know every track on the album is themed around a particular title and we took the title of this week's show from this very album we're going to play that very track now the track is called cells in action
3: That was the delightful sound of Cells in Action mm. from Cafe Caput from the album Applied Music Volume 1 Science and Nature. Mm. Very good, it was too. You can
1: practically it? hear those cells dividing. Yeah, you could. <laughs> Wow. Uh, it's a wonderful piece of work. And as I say, I look forward to more volumes in this uh, this ongoing series of applied music. It was a great idea. And actually, we'll be having a little bit more Ghost Box related music later on in this very show. If you want to uh, find out when the next edition of Project Moonbase is out, probably the best thing to do is to follow us on Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash Project Moonbase. But if you wish to do things such as purchase records or find out more about the show, we would recommend that you go to our website.
3: Yes, head on over to projectmoonbase.com. Where you'll find everything you need to know about the show and how to contact us you'll see a list of all the tracks we play and links to where you can find them on amazon and itunes and while you're on itunes please subscribe review
1: and click five stars project moonbase is a listener supported show so if you are thinking of making a purchase on amazon you could do us a great favor by going to our website first projectmoonbase.com and clicking on the amazon affiliate button in the top right hand corner Uh, it doesn't cost you anything it's entirely anonymous and it keeps us in petri dishes Thanks, everybody, for listening and
3: recommending us to your friends. And by that, I mean recommend (laughs) us to your friends and family. If you've got, for example, an 84-year-old elderly father who likes Klaus Wunderlich, (laughs) then I would try and hook him up with some episodes of Project Moonbase. Hi, Dad. And if you enjoyed the show, you can make a tiny but perfectly formed <laughs> monthly donation. At the bottom of every show listing, you will see a button where you can press £1, £5, £10, something like that. I don't know. And then you'll, uh, you can give us a nice donation. It helps keep, uh, helps keep the show on the road. Mm.
1: Uh, the other way you can help us out is by buying our album. Yes, we have released an album, us <laughs> us Have we? <laughs> and a few people have actually bought it, which is even nicer. Oh. Um, we've released an album of Ringtones. Um, there's a link to band, our, our own band camp page on the top of the website. If you wish to help us out by purchasing that, so any price you like, including nothing, if you're really particularly penny pinching. If you have no no moral fibre <laughs> whatsoever,
3: <laughs> if you can look yourself in the mirror.
1: <laughs> Uh, But now we're going to uh, head over to another one of our favourite contemporary and yet somehow retrofuturistic artists by playing a track from the brand-new album by Giant Claw uh, from Dayton, Ohio. He's just released another... He seems to be cracking out albums at a preposterous rate at the moment, but uh, good luck. He's obviously on some kind of a fertile streak. I don't um, know what they're putting in the water down there. I don't know. Um, He's just released an album called... I love the title of this album, Attorney Struggle. (laughs) With some great cover art by the, the great man himself and a five track album which you can have for a mere five dollars i don't think in this case he is releasing it on cassette unusually but maybe he will in, in future and it's very much a return it sounds very much like his work with yakuza heart attack which is a great uh a great thing been too long since we had anything from the the cute the yakuza's uh, we're going to play the central track on the album a track called i feel great Show show.
3: Feel Great is the name of that track. (laughs) And it was by Giant Claw, of course, so sounding, as you say, a little bit uh, Mm. Yakuza-ish. It's good, it's jazzy. Yes. A little sneaky, a little bit of a sneaky jazz sound there from the new album by Giant Claw, Attorney Struggle. (laughs) And do you think he is struggling to be an attorney, or is he um, struggling with an attorney? Or is he just
1: the struggles of an attorney? That's hard to tell, isn't it? I'm, I'm wondering if, because that track was called I Feel Great, that maybe he has just won a battle with an attorney. Possibly. Or Or
3: just a court case. (laughs) I don't know.
1: So many questions, giant claw. But uh, nevertheless, (laughs) fruity stuff. Oh, yes. Magnificent work. And now, dear listener, it's time for us to swim in the mitochondria of unnecessary news.
3: A Canadian apple farmer... Fought off an approaching frost warning by hovering over his orchard overnight with a helicopter. (laughs) Hmm. Temperatures in Ottawa, in the Ottawa region, fell to 28 Fahrenheit or minus 2 degrees C at about 3 a.m. local time. Phil Lyle of Mountain Apple Orchards, about 37 miles south of Ottawa, said he paid thousands of dollars to have a helicopter fly (laughs) all night over his 10,000 trees in order to push rising warm air back down and keep the temperatures on the ground above freezing. It's the second time in two years that uh, he's tried it, after hearing that fruit growers in Argentina, New Zealand and elsewhere were doing the same thing in similar circumstances when their crops were threatened by the cold. Last year he recorded a 10 point jump in temperatures over his 25 acre orchard from, 20, uh, from minus twenty from 3 to 3 degrees C. Mm. So it's real, it's not made up because that sounds like the sort of nonsense does, that I would be yeah. saying to people if I owned a helicopter. <laughs> we need somebody to hover over us on the moon, don't
1: we? <laughs> we do, it gets quite chilly up there.
3: Although there's no atmosphere so it's I don't think helicopters work. <laughs> I don't think they will. tarnation nation. <laughs> He said the, the the orchard might lose only 10% of the apples, thanks to the uh, the helicopter. The Macintosh apples are just about in full bloom. Some of them are already, and that puts them at their most susceptible stage, he's saying, mm. right now. Do you think he puts a little... You know, like, people put stickers on apples, won't they? I think he puts a little sticker of a helicopter on? <laughs> I hope so. To let
1: you know. I'd buy it if I had a helicopter It'd be nice, sticker. wouldn't it? collectible. Yeah. Hmm. Get, I'm just thinking it's turned quite nippy again, hasn't it, just recently, even though it's supposed to be spring. Mm. It'd be quite nice to maybe just have a, employ a man to come over and hover over you with yeah. keep you a helicopter. Yeah,
3: just warm. a small one. Yeah, Just a personal one. Personal size one, like a miniature helicopter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Might work. It's worth a try. Remember back in February 2011, when Detroiters pulled together and funded a Kickstarter to build a giant Robocop statue? Well, the statue was sculpted by Frank Barton. And it's currently heading to Venus Bronze Works for casting and manufacturing. Wow. And soon, Detroit's greatest uh, fictional hero, a robot with a human face, will be permanently honoured in bronze, watching over the city. By his Remorse, anyone? I've seen it as well. You can see pictures of it. If you go to projectmoombis.com, you will see a link to that story where you can see this... Mm more than life size sculpture of robocop as he mm, has been uh, i don't know what you'd say sculpted mm. by a small man. Well he seems small. He's probably a normal sized man. I don't know how big is robocop? Very big i imagine. Quite fine, yeah. Anyway, i don't know what i'm rambling on about this for. It seems rather odd. It's it's rather un- an unfriendly thing, isn't it? <laughs> it's welcome to detroit. Yeah, or you put... might get shot by a robot. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Thank goodness he's fictional. <laughs> Council bosses have been left mystified after reports that a portal to another dimension has opened up in a residential street in Brighton. A member of the public reported to Brighton and Hove City Council that the wormhole or vortex had opened up on Montreal Road, Hanover, on May the 2nd. They made the report via the website Fix My Street, which is more typically used to report <laughs> potholes, dumped <laughs> rubbish, and broken lampposts. The anonymous poster said, I was recently walked... Walking my Affenpinscher, a toy breed of dog. Well, I'm I'm glad they, I'm glad they told that, told us that. Particularly important detail. I was walking my dog. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What kind of dog? Walking the dog around at the Hanover area of Brighton when I noticed that a wormhole or vortex had opened up on Montreal Road. On closer inspection, it seemed to be some kind of portal to another time, place and dimension. I would have investigated further, but I was concerned my little dog would be sucked into it. Call back. <laughs> is, this, is it meant to be there? At first, I believed it might be part of the Brighton Festival. But I believe it could be a hazard to the general public. I look forward to your response. <laughs> they then followed this up with another report, explaining... The other day, I reported the presence of some kind of wormhole or vortex. I went past it the other day, and it seems to have got worse, and is now emitting an unsettling yellow light. And a large snake appears to be emerging <laughs> from the wall. I am concerned This is, this is a passage to another time or dimension, and if this snake is anything to go by, I'm worried. What else may emerge from the wormhole surely it should be called a snake hole I would think so Yeah. can anyone suggest a course of action to take Uh I would say medication (laughs) I would say visit your GP immediately Brighton and Hove City Council told the Argus, that's a local newspaper, that they have no sense of humour whatsoever and they don't believe in wormholes or vortices, <laughs> so they will not be investigating the report.
1: I bet you they've got a zombie plan, though, haven't they? Oh,
3: they've definitely got a zombie plan here yeah, because we all know zombies are real. But where do zombies come from? Portals <laughs> or wormholes. That explains a lot of. There's a lot of weird people in Brighton, and that's <laughs> imagined right. that they're, they're popping out of there, aren't they? <laughs> there's another Ooh, one. Oh, where's this? Brighton. I'm a giant snake. Where should I go? I'll put a pink Stetson on and go into a club. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Brighton is a hellhole. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I have, I've been there. It's awful.
2: <laughs> you have been
3: used.
1: Cron. Thank you, Mrs. Cunningham. Kind of Thank you, sir. For a particularly serpentine selection of news stories, there'll be more later on in the show. the odd, uh, slightly disjointed and fragmented sound of uh, the wonderful Focus Group, otherwise known as Julian House, no less, Uh, working I think with uh, James from Broadcast quite a lot on this new album, on Ghost Box. and the title of the album is Electric Carousel plenty of K's in there, and it's actually by in fact the Focus Group and friends who invite you on board. See, everyone can have friends, even (laughs) crazy musicians. Uh, The cover advises you to switch on and hold tight which I think is... uh, (laughs) Wise words. It's very handsomely packaged it as beautiful. well, it's as always. Kind of, I think it's um, it's designed, of course, by Julian House, and it's done up as a sort of board game, I think, uh, which I'm going, to t- well, I'm going to attempt to play it after the recording, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Get the dice out, and the mm. tiddlywinks,
3: <laughs> and the vortex. Yes. Open your third eye.
1: Another example, we mentioned this before, and it's not always, you know, the convenience is there, of course, of downloading music these days from the likes of iTunes and Amazon, but it's sometimes nice to have uh, the physical artifact, especially when it's so beautifully presented. Quite right. As it is here. What's it uh, smell like? Minty fresh. Mm. <laughs> cardboardy, actually. Card- oh, that's cardboard-y. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Why not? Now we're going to play um, not a new release, but a new acquisition. I was down, I had I quite often get off to some fairly exotic locations, and I was recently down in Droitwich. Wow, <laughs> you name dropper. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you uh, are. you I Well, know. this show, it is a kind of jet setting show. It isn't is. It? Yeah. Did you jet down to Droitwich? <laughs> I did, yes, and uh, had a nice little raid in the charity shops down there, came up with a few things. Do you sort of come in dressed in any kind of... Commando,
1: commando style. Commando style of that? Uh, do you kind of,
3: what's that thing where you kind of scoot in I on a, the floor?
1: Well, I do a kind of combat roll through the door of the shop. Shoulder roll, straight <laughs> down,
3: c- come
1: up, looking around, <laughs> what's
3: going on? Looking over there, crochet in the corner. <laughs> Clear. Glass animals. Definitely a few glass on animals. On a shelf. A bit of
1: mismatched crockery. <laughs> my favorite kind board games mm, oh yes mm. now sadly you don't see that much vinyl anymore in charity shops but i was glad very glad to say that we did pick up some uh vinyl in fact if you've been following us on instagram or tumblr or facebook or twitter <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, yeah. you will have seen some of the results of this recent uh purchasing frenzy four times <laughs> <laughs> yes four times we're going to feature a couple of selections on this week's show. The first one is the wonderful album by a gentleman called Tony Pegler, who is playing an organ by a manufacturer I had not heard of until this album, an organ manufacturer by the name of... Thomas. Yes. Truly the organistic
3: sound of music. <laughs> this is this particular instrument, which is yeah. featured prominently on, the, yes. on this cover, is is the Thomas Playmate. Indeed. <laughs> I'd never
1: heard of the Thomas range mm. of organs before.
3: Would you like to come into the sitting room and listen to <laughs> See my um, Thomas Playmate. It's a magnificent. It
1: is. It's got many, many coloured switches on it. It has. It's one of those beautiful old uh, organs you used to get. And probably still can, actually, but not quite as magnificent looking <gasps> as this. It's signed. And it's a signed copy as well by Mr. Pegler himself. With extensive notes on the back, I think it's including an entire list of all the instruments that are on the organ on there as well. Every possible thing you could play on there. These include the fancy voice to give an exciting <laughs> new world of instrumental effects, <laughs> well, and the and the color glow music scanner. Oh, hello! Hmm. <laughs> Many features are on this organ. I think the album was made if I'm right in saying 1979. Yes, 1979 was recorded, and we're going to play a, a, quite a spacey version. Of a, of a well-known tune, Up up and Away, where he somehow, somehow manages to crowbar in the, the, one of the themes from Close Encounters as well, as you will hear at the beginning and the end of this tune. So we invite Mr Tony Pegler to start teasing Thomas's playmate.
3: was Tony Pegler with Up up and Away. And he, he had a few other tunes in there, didn't he? <laughs> Mixed them up a bit. Like he had he a did. little bit of leftover close encounters. <laughs> so he added that in. Mm.
4: It's
1: very he good. Was wasn't playing he playing a bit fast on his with the, the melody as well in places there, but that's what we like. <laughs> oh, all right. That's what he's adding his own Pegler.
3: The Pegler
1: touch. The Pegler <laughs> touch.
3: And uh, I'll quote what it says <laughs> on the back of the album. This is from Tony himself. For the past 21 years, Thomas has been one of the most popular and sought-after electronic <laughs> organs, and never more so than today. <laughs> this is the main reason why I have chosen to record this album on a low-cost instrument, just to show you, <laughs> you you do not need thousands of pounds worth of equipment to produce the many different effects that are
1: always in demand. <laughs> so it's cheap, in other words. No. It doesn't look cheap. It looks like a magnificent creation. Now we're going to move straight on to another exciting purchase, from Droidwitch as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. This episode is brought to you
3: by Droitwich Spa, a town in northern Worcestershire. The town is situated on massive deposits of salt. <laughs>
1: Visit Droitwich today. Apparently, Droitwich is famous for its uh, brine spa, but the brine spa apparently is closed. <laughs> mm, so, curses. What's going what's to do to its uh, tourist industry? Well, what's gonna, yeah, people are going there. Uh, welcome to Droitwich. Home of brine. Where is it? I wonder if you can get a suver- souvenir uh, jars of brine from Droitwich. Well, it's I dry. Don't... It's golden.
3: It's non-left. None
1: non-left. What, what other treats have you found <laughs> in... Uh... Well, another one, another another album which I picked up there from a charity shop and another one which we uh, Instagrammed and I asked the question, why don't more rope manufacturers have brass bands with recording contracts? (laughs) This is an album by the Excelsior Ropes Works Brass Band. Bit of a mouthful, but... It um, is. There's a band that's been around and under very many different names for about 300 years. <laughs> yes, since uh, 1798. <laughs> under various <Venice laughs> names, the brass band now known as the Excelsior Ropeworks
3: Brass Band has acquitted itself well in the field of music. <laughs> Their rule of honour includes more than 100 broadcasts, appearances in several national finals, and a first at the Welsh National Estedford. Mr. H. White, the musical director of this famous band, has been a dedicated advocate of and participant in the Brass Band movement for nearly 40 years. And under his inspired leadership, the band has progressed from strength to strength, culminating in their appearance in the final of the TWW television knockout competition. Oh, yes. Mm.
1: There's a picture on the front, which I like to think is the works Brass Band Uh, pit or something. It's a very lu- very lush, um, mm. golden, golden, black and
3: golden. It is filled with the brass instruments and mm-hmm. uh, out of focus men.
1: <laughs> it's I have to say it's just a slight disappointment. It's mostly relatively conventional brass band fare, but there is a, there are a couple of exceptional tracks. We're going to play um, a rather a frenzied uh, tune now for all of our fans of uh, hunting, <laughs> 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 if we have any. This is the Excelsior Ropes Works Brass Band with their version of the Post Horn Gallop.
3: The post horn gallop there from the Excelsior Ropeworks brass band, mm. and uh, a few people remarked on the delightful cover. Uh, excellent use of uh, the delicious Banco font there, oh, yes. font fans. Mm.
1: Yes, I didn't realize we had so many font enthusiasts. There's a lot of Aren't it there? about.
3: There are yes. A friend of mine once decided that he would he would get a huge collection of fonts because anybody that uses fonts in their job is always looking for new ones. Is always downloading them. And he <laughs> managed to find this colossal set of them, and download them and cripple his computer because he had about a million fonts. So every time the computer starts up, it's trying to load load. A, a so half a font. million fonts <laughs> has ruined his entire computer with fonts. So yeah, people go mad for them. They do. I like a nice font
1: too. Bangor, Bangor by R. excoffon. Mm. Wow.
3: Okay. Famous, fam- famous font designer. Well, a Roger.
1: Yeah. Uh, now we're going to have. It's been a while since we had a version of uh, allegedly show favorite caravan. Uh, well, it's your favorite, slightly neglected uh, tune. Yeah. But I'm delighted to say that our German listener Arkan Ock has been sending a study supply of fantastic music through, uh, send us uh, a version, which I hadn't heard before, by a band called The Caravans. Uh, don't know anything about them. We'll have to do some research. Don't well, that should be easy, though, before, shouldn't it? <laughs> Just show. put Caravans into the yeah. internet, and I'm sure they'll <laughs> It'll come up. it be easy. Uh, they do a fairly rocked-out version of uh, that famous tune, which they call Mondo Caravan.
3: Possibly the least neglected tracks. (laughs) Uh, The Caravans with Mondo Caravan from their album Elemental Instrumentals Mm. with two exclamation points. It's a little bit redundant. (laughs) I will not
1: uh, countenance more than one exclamation point. (laughs) Um, you don't often see two though. I quite often see three, but not really. I know. It's strange that they've gone mm. for the two, isn't it? Anyway. Yeah. Uh, you're listening to Project Moonbase, a weekly show which you can download from projectmoonbase.com every Sunday evening. And but now, dear listener, it is time for us to sequence the genome of unnecessary news.
3: Welcome to Curtain Talk. A prisoner attempted a Houdini. Houdini? People never tire of using that, do they? And It's it's, it's possibly the least contemporary of all references. (laughs) Who who else from the turn of the century's reference? People don't go on about Charlie Chaplin all the time, do they? Anyway. A prisoner attempted a Houdini-like escape when he squeezed his whole body through the bars of a courtroom dock while a security guard tried to pull him down by his trousers. (laughs) Cat burglar Craig Ellis, 30. Now, what's the difference between a cat burglar and a regular burglar? I'm not sure. Is it just style? (laughs) I think so, yeah. He's jauntier than your usual regular. (laughs) uh, Your usual burglar. Burglar? Burglar. He is jauntier than your usual burglar. (laughs) It's a hard word to say. Hmm not getting any easier he managed to climb through the roof of the glass panelled cell within Lincoln Magistrate's Court after being told that he had been refused bail he used a wooden shelf to raise himself upwards and fitted his head through the narrow ceiling bars of the dock Ellis slid his whole body through the tiny gap despite the efforts (laughs) of the dock officer to grab his (laughs) legs Yes, the serial burglar ran towards the exit of the courtroom, but his dramatic bid for freedom was thwarted by a probation officer who, witnessing the escape, closed the doors. <laughs> oh, wow. dear. Extraordinary. Mm. He was on his toes, wasn't he? After being at large in the courtroom for less than a minute, Ellis gave up his attempt to abscond and was escorted back to the dock. <laughs> Mark Watson said, If escapees are sometimes measured by how long they are at large, it was somewhere between 35 and 45 seconds. <laughs> now, caught court inside, righted, the gap in the bars is only small. It looks like, only looks like a few inches. It's amazing he managed to get his head through, followed by his whole body. Well, he's got a tiny head, hasn't he? a tiny head. That's how he gets in through people's letterboxes to steal their goodies. Maybe he's actually two-dimensional. He could be. Ellis, who has 16 previous convictions for house burglary, had appeared in custody before the magistrates after being arrested for two daytime burglaries. Daytime (laughs) burglaries? So much worse than nighttime burglaries. Jailing Ellis for three years and three months, Judge Michael Heath told him this was a very determined effort to escape from the court. It was only thanks to the quick thinking of the probation officer that you were unable to do so. To which, presumably, Ellis said, I know, I just did it. Talk about bleeding obvious. <laughs> to which, presumably, Ellis said, I know, I just did it. I was there. <laughs> You'd think he would have come up with something better, wouldn't you, the judge? <laughs> but no. I, I suppose it's too much to ask for judges to be men of wit. Yes. Police are trying to track down an unlikely getaway driver, a man on a mobility scooter, who escaped the scene at just four miles an hour. Police have released CCTV images of a man they would like to speak to following an incident in a supermarket. I think we now know that the only the purpose of CCTV footage is just to demonstrate that we have a film of somebody that escaped.
4: <laughs> yeah, bye!
3: This did not prevent the crimes that they're always saying <laughs> no. CCTV cameras uh, are going to prevent. I mean, if, if CCTV cameras prevented crime, we wouldn't see so many CCTV footage of criminals c- clips, getting away. Yeah, of them getting away. Here he is, he's gone, and he's, he's, he's hightailing it at four miles an hour, which is roughly... Less, less than I walking speed. I was going to say, it's walking speed, isn't it? It's walking speed He's got a limp. A 79 year old woman was shopping at the Tesco store in Portsmouth when she placed one of her shopping bags on the floor as she stopped to pick up some groceries. She then walked away, forgetting to take the bag that contained a purse with £90 in it, and it was taken from the store. Presumably by the person that wrote this article. How does he know how much was in her purse? Aha! Police are now looking for a man on a mobility scooter who was captured on CCTV. <laughs> investigating officer PC Sarah White said, I would like to hear from anyone who can identify the man pictured in the CCTV, as I believe he may be able to assist us with our inquiries. And frankly, we can't be bothered to look for him ourselves. <laughs> the UK is now the mobility scooter capital of Europe. <laughs> what a proud boast. Oh, yes. With nearly 300,000. <laughs> Mobility scooters, compared to just 70,000 five years ago. Oh, it's getting worse. Rap- I mean, five years ago. so It's, it's, it's quadrupled in five it's years. quite extraordinary. It just shows when you really want to, you know, eat yourself into chronic <laughs> obesity, you, you can. It's nice that some people have goals. Some of these scooters are limited to a top speed of four miles an hour, while others are capable of achieving speeds of up to eight miles an wow. hour. So, running speed. (laughs) It's not the first time that police have appealed for help tracing a driver who made a getaway at low speed. In May last year, Dorset police released CCTV images, again, (laughs) of a woman on a mobility scooter who allegedly knocked down a 63-year-old in a hit-and-run outside a butcher shop. In 2007, a pensioner managed to give officers the slip In Middlesbrough, when he took a sharp turning off the road, they chased him at eight miles an hour. So, it's not looking good for catching uh, the Tesco uh, purse thief, isn't it? Luckily, there are plenty of slow-witted police officers to help with this inquiry. In vainly, a Maori legend about a giant man-eating bird has been confirmed by... Scientists, Tehokio was a huge black and white predator with a red crest and yellow-green-tinged wingtips. Ooh, snappy. In an account given by Sir George Gray, an early governor of New Zealand, it was said to be named after the cry and to have raced the hawk to the heavens. Which I imagine is old-timey way of saying, Ooh, it was really fast. <laughs> Scientists now think that stories handed down by word of mouth and depicted on rock drawings refer to Hast's eagle, a raptor that became extinct just 500 years ago. Their study in the Journal of Vertebrate Paleontology... That's a good magazine, I get that myself. (laughs) Hast's eagle, uh, Harpagornis moria, was discovered in in swamp deposits by Sir Jules von Hast in 1870... (laughs) But it was uh, first thought to be a scavenger because its bill was similar to that of a vulture with hoods over its nostrils to stop flesh blocking its air passages as it Ugh. rooted around oh, inside a carcass. Oh, a re-examination of the skeletons by researchers at Canterbury Museum in Christchurch and the University of New South Wales in Australia showed it had a strong enough pelvis to support a killer blow as it dived at speeds of up to 80 kilometres per hour, which is a lot faster than one of those... Uh, Mobility scooters, isn't yeah, it? It is. With a wingspan of up to three metres and weighing 18 kilograms, the female was twice as big as the largest living eagle, the Steller's sea eagle, and the bird's talons were as big as a tiger's
4: claws. Mm.
3: It was certainly capable of swooping down and taking a child, said Paul Schofield, who obviously has something of a macabre <laughs> view of the world. The cura- he's the curator of vertebrate zoology at Canterbury Museum. They had the ability not only to strike with their talons, but to close the talons and put them through quite solid objects, such as a pelvis. Or a small child. It was designed as a killing machine, he (laughs) did. I wonder if it could pick up a purse snatcher on a mobility (laughs) scooter. You have been used.
1: Thank you, Mr. Kenyon. Thank you, sir, for a hawk-like selection of news stories. (laughs) (laughs) It's more of a parrot. That is a bit. There'll be more on next week's show. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. that comes from uh, i think the first time that's been released commercially <laughs> but you might you may be surprised to hear that or not um that was from patrick troughton era doctor who uh, 1963 i think to be precise a reissue of the work of brian hodgson and the radiophonic workshop from the bbc of course uh from the soundtrack of the doctor who series called the crotons And the Crotons, who are pictured several times on the liner notes, particularly amusing uh, form of robot.
3: Yeah, they look a bit like those coffee pots that you can get
1: (laughs) from uh, Ikea
3: for about 10 quid. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so there's a what 24 cues and themes on this wonderful cd which has been released by silver screen which has as I say, just seen the light of the day for the first time in 50 years 50 years of the day practically extraordinary work there from the uh, radio funny workshop recorded and gather on a machine that they called uh the crystal palace because it was essentially um s- of s- size s- of crystal s- <laughs> b- <laughs> A see-through perspex box that contained uh, various electronic and mechanical wizardry, and... uh, The brainstem of a hamster. (laughs) And former Prime Minister Gladstone. (laughs) That's right, that's exactly what was inside him. Attached to a valve. Uh, we're going to keep things in a, a pretty much a radiophonic area uh, for this next release. We're going to play uh, the brand new release by Friends of the Show, The Simon Sound, who have just released um, a single, a beautiful looking single in physical form anyway. It, you can hardly it hardly look
3: you can, you can hardly see it. You can't it's see translucent. It. It's completely see-through in fact. You could hold it up to your face and you'd be you like can... where is it? It's gone. <laughs> how do, how are they even doing it? It's like frozen sound.
1: No. That's amazing. Now, sadly, the limited edition pilot pack uh, version of this uh, new release is, is sold out, but it does look quite extraordinary. What, uh, what goodies does that contain? And that contains the single itself. It contains a map of an imagined mid-century uh, World's Fair theme park, what looks like a business card, a little cardboard box containing a, a loop, a reel-to-reel tape loop that you can <laughs> play yourself on your reel-to-reel tape machine. Yeah, yeah, everyone should have one. <laughs> A little booklet of information about this imagined world's fair, and a lovely sew-on patch. Oh, sew-on patch! Oh, my goodness! I had I had several sew-on yeah. patches as a as a small child, and
3: now having seen that, I yearn to have <laughs> sew-on patches again. I'm going yes. to immediately start uh, collecting sew-on patches yes, I think to put on my uh, vest.
1: I think we should get. This.
3: I think we should maybe start our own. Do you think we should start our own, start our own moon base? I want a, I want Series our own inches. base sew-on patch mm. now. They certainly know how to put together an enticing package. They do. As demonstrated by
1: the fact that you can no longer get it. But you can get other versions of that you can. very track. You can. in fact buy the download version for a mere £1.89 and for that you'll get this, uh, we're going to play this next track, the title track I guess, which is The Beam, an eight minute journey through this uh, World's Fair. And on the other side is a track called uh, In the Shadow of the Skylon. Now, if you get the download, you also get these two uh, PDFs which you would have got if you got the pilot edition as printed form, but um, the PDF gives you a map of the World's Fair, which is divided into uh, essentially what happens is you go on a monorail journey. Riding along what is called the beam, the monorail itself. And you journey through five areas of this uh, World's Fair. Each, and the, you'll go on a sonic journey as you listen to this uh, particular piece of music. It, it looks like they go Project Moon base.
3: <laughs> One of the sectors. To. It's it got does. a
1: geodesic dome there. Seems to, yes. But well, yeah. it
3: does also have a submarine, which is yes, peculiar. The,
1: the uh, five zones are outer space, underwater world, inner space, robot world, and myths and beasts. And, as I say, each, uh, you'll hear a transition between each of the regions on this, uh, this epic journey. So, we'll now hand you over to the wonderful world of the Simon Sound as they take you on a journey along the beam.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard Monorail SS Mark I, your highway in the sky. We're now ready for departure. Along our route, we'll visit five fantastical destinations, outer space, Underwater world, inner space, robot world, and finally, the land of myths and beasts. Now, please, sit back and enjoy a grand tour of your imagination. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't I put them with them. I get the track. <tries> I looked at them. I live with them. I live with them. I'm not sure. Traveler, and it's our hope that every time you take the trip contained on this record, you will be transported to other worlds beyond your imagination. Thank you for traveling with the Simon Sound Transit Authority.
3: And that was the beam from the Simon Sound there. There's something strangely comforting about their vision of the future, isn't it? I think they yes. should be in charge of the future. <laughs> I think it would be a lovely place. It would. Full of geodesic domes and monorails. monorails all yeah. the good stuff and mm. squidgy sounds and robots. Harmless robots. They're mm. just there to have fun. Oh, I see you can get a 10-inch coloured vinyl yes, of the,
1: this. Yes, apparently they haven't quite decided on the colour yet, but I'm hoping they'll stick with the see-through version, if you can call that a colour. <laughs> <laughs> the colour of nothing. The colour of nothing. The absence of colour. Mm. It is a very beautiful thing. An extraordinary piece of work from the Simon Sound. And as I say, another example where it's very much worth trying to get hold of a, a physical version of that in particular release. So you can sew it on. You can't sew an MP three onto <laughs> you your coat, no. can you? Not easily, no. <laughs> Another release which we are trying, which we try, whenever we get something that's particularly appealing to look at, we we try and Instagram it and uh, Facebook it and Twitter it. Mm. <laughs> uh, and uh, we've got uh, the ne- the t- the last I think there's a, there was a three-volume series of seven-inch EPs put out by Manor Astro, and which leading up to the release of their new album, and um, we've got volumes two and three in the Moonbase now, and they've come in a beautiful card sleeve, like the first volume did, a sort of chipboard almost sleeve, uh, which has a lovely kind of uh, a cell, a plastic cell. Mm. colored cell in it and the actual vinyl itself for each single is also colored in a slightly different color from the cell so you get an interesting no oh, you've got a sound effect green that, that's the we've got a nice green one and there's a lovely kind of purple a beautiful purple uh single in a in a red cell as well which is rather <laughs> beautiful i uh, like
3: the i like the graphics around the sleeve which mm. are like the sort of thing you'd see on an old radio dial. We'd have a huge <laughs> yes. bakelite dial. That's right. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yes, it's a very beautiful. Maximum thing. usable frequency. Mm. Vector trajectories. Mm-hmm. It's all there.
1: Is there no, I think there's enough on that sleeve to get you into space. Actually, if you follow the wow. instructions.
3: Yeah. Um. It's like that. It's like that thing they, the disc, the golden disc on a Voyager.
1: Just put this <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, that's right. And you'll know where uh, probably everything worth mm. knowing. We're going to play a track from Volume 2 of this uh, three-volume series. This is Man or Astroman, and the the label is Chunklet Industries. There'll be a way of getting hold of these on uh, ProjectMobias.com if you care to go there. And uh, this is a track called Communication Breakdown, Part 2.
3: That was communication breakdown part two from Man or Astro Man.
4: There,
3: mm. uh, chaotic, wasn't it? Violent, oh. <laughs> it's aggressive. Space is Sp- space is a rough place. Well, no, they're talking about a communication breakdown. Well, that's right. It was a little bit feisty, wasn't it? That quite feisty, feisty, yeah. pretty feisty stuff. He's having a breakdown. He's having a communication it breakdown. Is. That's hard work. Understandable. Came through it nicely though, and then managed to get some nice graphic design <laughs> done for the uh, sleeve as well. <laughs> I did. We've got a treat for you next, ladies and gentlemen. If you, we we know you love a pan pipe. Ewan Keane communicated a rather delightful story <laughs> to us about uh, his eight, four-year-old dad bought a, uh, uh, a CD <laughs> off a bunch of panpipe players in the street. As you
1: do. Of course.
3: <laughs> it wouldn't play on his CD player, so he handed it over to to Ewan to tape it for him. Mm, I love this. Mm, bring this back some old elderly technology. He didn't say whether it was real to real. I like to think it was. He said he was hoping it wouldn't work. <laughs> but uh, the track listing looked rather intriguing. This is from a band called Yurak. Mm. And the album is called Musica del Futuro mm. Mystico 2012. 2012 2012 And the track itself is called I Shut This Sheriff.
1: T T H S Yes. Sheriff
3: with just the one F. Mm.
1: So um, it's got some panpikes in it. There's a proverb on the CD which is Toma mi voz y tendras mi alma Escucha mi canto y sabras mi vida Which translates
3: as Take my voice and you will have my soul Hear my song and you will know my life
1: Was the DJ Bongo Boy remix of a track by Urak and their version of I Shot the Sheriff. I have been a DJ Bongo Boy. I hope you've enjoyed the binary fission on this week's show. I have been M.C. Acronym, and I hope you enjoyed the mitosis. <laughs> uh, we have time for one last track and it's a stupendous bit of chip prog. Uh, a brand new release by a band who are calling themselves Dyad. But they're essentially a duo of two chip masters. One called Heosphorus, who is a gentleman who hails from Moncton, New Brunswick in Canada. And the other gentleman, I recall, is under the name of Tadpole, who is from Bellevue, Washington, USA. And they've got together to record an album on the chip label Ubic Tune, which we've played stuff from before. And this, as with I think pretty much everything that comes out on Ubic Tune, is freely downloadable from their website. Or you can go to Bandcamp and offer up some cash, if you wish to name your price. Very generous of them. So we're going to leave you with uh, a particularly magnificent track from this album called Pillars of Creation. Until next week, dear listener. start your engines engage first gear and put your pedal to the metal as we bring you an edition entitled hot wheels